good morning and thank you for joining me once again as we have made our way into chapter 13 and we're going to be looking at chapters 13, 14, and 15 of the book of 1 Samuel uh, this morning. Uh, we continue to see uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the course of history uh, as it ultimately is designed and ordained uh, to provide for the presentation, uh, the realization, the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to do this a little bit differently today. I'm going to uh, have two points of emphasis, verse 14 of chapter 13 and verse 14 of chapter 15. And so uh, let's kind of get the lay of the land and then we'll come back and speak uh, to those uh, uh, particular uh, issues. And so uh, uh, Saul, as I said, started out uh, well, uh, but these uh, Philistines remain a threat. Uh, uh, at least one note that I have seen in regard to the Philistines, they had uh, uh, come up with a process to uh, uh, process iron ore, and so they were in possession of uh, iron weapons, which uh, was used in uh, warfare, which gave them a great advantage. Uh, over uh, the, uh, all of their enemies, including Israel. And so they were quite the force. And of course later we shall see appear on the scene their great champion, uh, the intimidating uh, Goliath. So uh, Saul is defeated uh, by uh, the Philistines. He very rashly takes upon himself this right to offer a sacrifice. Again, the reminder, he is not the prophet, priest, and king. He's the king, but he is not uh, really, certainly not the priest, even though he had been given the gift of prophecy. And so uh, he is frustrated. Uh, here these frustrations uh, bring about his ultimate demise. Uh, we see uh, this mention of the son Jonathan, uh, the one that uh, is successful and will prove himself to be this great friend uh, to what the one who becomes Saul's avowed enemy, uh, namely uh, David. And so uh, we see something of the um, impetuous nature of Saul in uh, the course of chapter 14. He makes a, a rash vow that uh, really brings great harm to the nation uh, in regards to their not eating as they're in the course of, uh, of battle. And so um, uh, these, these battles with the Philistines are going to continue. And uh, uh, Saul is given uh, the instructions uh, to go and again uh, attack uh, the enemies. Uh, they are to attack uh, the Amalekites and they are to kill the king Agog. And um, we find that really this seems to be the point of no return for Saul, that, that his disobedience brings about the, uh, the taking of the kingdom away from his house. And so uh, let's look at a couple of things that I think are interesting. Back in chapter 13 and verse 14, and speaking in, in regards to Saul and this, uh, this rash uh, usurping of authority and offering unlawfully a sacrifice. Uh, in verse 14, uh, but uh, God, in verse 13, God has said, Now, if, if you'd have been obedient, we would have I would have established your kingdom forever, but as it is, you have not been faithful. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Well, we know that will be in some sense fulfilled in King David. 
uh, as uh, he is kind of an idyllic king from the perspective of the history of Israel, but again, even at best, he is a faint uh, human foreshadowing of the ultimate king, uh, namely the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, God already knows he's going to reject Saul and he wants one with a heart inclined toward obedience, toward faithfulness. And so here we see in, in this chapter 15, again a reference to the, the failure of uh, this king uh, Saul. He is told to go out and destroy everything and everybody, uh, kill the king, uh, kill the people, kill the livestock, do everything. And kind of famously, this is one of those verses that sticks out in my mind when Samuel comes uh, to see Saul and to assess what Saul has done in chapter 15, verse 14. And Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen that I hear? And Saul said, They have brought, me, brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have devoted to destruction. And then Saul said, and then Samuel said to Saul, Stop. I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said, Speak. And so again, Saul is going to be reminded of God's graciousness uh, to him, and yet he has failed uh, to obey. He's going to be informed that it is far better uh, to obey God uh, than to sacrifice. And so again, his disobedience, again, contrasts with the great obedience, the perfect obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom is going to be taken away from him uh, because of his failure to do as God had commanded, uh, namely uh, destroy these threatening enemies to eradicate, to remove them. Uh, don't be wise in your own eyes thinking, well, this is really good stuff and we need to keep it because it could be an asset to the kingdom. No, you obey God. That's far better than any plan that you could devise. And so Saul had his own plans and they led to his demise. And Jesus had God's plan, which he followed completely, uh, all the way to the cross. And he was successful and he accomplished all that God had intended for him. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day. And we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.